Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so happy that you are listening today. Thank you so much for being here, especially if this is your first time listening. I hope you really enjoy it and you keep coming back. Don't forget to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Listen, I am just a few episodes away Way from hitting 100 episodes, which is just amazing. And so to celebrate, I'm having a giveaway. So if you share something about the podcast on your social media and tag Collide Kids Pod on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you will be in the running for a special giveaway. Or if you leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and then let me know about it by sending a DM or a screenshot of it or something like that, then you will also be entered to win some amazing prizes. The giveaway is so awesome. I've Ask guests from previous episodes to contribute some of their books and products that I know you will love. So head over to my Instagram and Facebook to check out about the giveaway and how you can win. Well, today's episode is going to be a little bit longer. And the reason is this is such an important topic. And it's something I've actually been praying about finding someone to come on our show and talk about this thing with you, because it's so important to me. And that is safety, kids safety, and abuse prevention and things like that. So when I came across Yami and her story and resources, I knew she was going to communicate this important message so well on the podcast. And she really does. This conversation is pretty incredible. Now, I will say there's a lot of good information, but a little bit of a disclaimer. This is an intense conversation. Sometimes it's an uncomfortable conversation, and we want kids to listen, but not on their own. So if you are a kid listening by yourself, push pause, show this to mom and dad or grandparents or whatever adult you're with, and ask them to listen with you. I want you to be safe, and I want your family to be prepared to prevent bad things together. And this is one of those episodes where it's so good for the family to listen and then talk about it later. Now, just as a warning, for parents, we are going to talk about things like body safety, prevention, unsafe pictures, and mention things about abuse and tricky people. We are not going to go too deep into those things. These are just things that we need to talk about and address, but I promise you it'll be very safe. If this is something you feel like you should probably listen to by yourself and then introduce it to the kids, I think that would be a good idea as well. But I really think this is an important conversation to have for your family to be safe. My guest today is Yami Pence. Yami is a Christ follower, wife, and mother of two, and a former Special Victims and and Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force detective. Prior to law enforcement, Yami studied criminology at the University of Florida and had internships working with local child advocacy groups and the United States Pentagon. She always knew she would dedicate her life to protecting children. Yami worked in law enforcement for seven years, specifically working with child safety at the local and federal level alongside law enforcement in South Florida. She felt God call her to leave law enforcement to have more time with her family and to educate her community about abuse prevention and safety. She now educates parents, teachers, churches, and more on how to keep children safe. She fiercely cares for children and protecting their innocence and wants to encourage others in their responsibility to do the same. 
I think we are all going to learn so much from this conversation with my friend Yami Pence. Yami, it is so great to have you on the Clyde Kids podcast today. Thank you for letting me be here. And I'm so excited to talk with you today. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm excited about all that you're going to share with us. I think it's really important and I'm excited for our listeners to hear your story. But uh, before we do that, will you just share a little bit about your story and who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Yami and uh, the number one thing, I am a follower of Jesus Christ and I am a mama and a wife, proud wife, proud mama of uh, two little kids. My husband is a SWAT officer in the police force and I used to be a police detective um, a little over a year ago before I left that path. Um, I used to be a child abuse detective, which um, just means that I protected kids who needed protecting, who needed help and I would help them. Um, and then after I did a few years of that, I decided to leave that career to help kids in a different way and also take care of my own kids. So it was such a blessing. Now I get to be home with my babies, take care of them. And then I can also uh, create helpful information uh, for parents and kids on how to keep themselves safe and prevent anything bad from happening. I love that. And I think that's so important that we have these conversations. So I love that you're here today to talk to us. Before we get into your story and and all that you're going to share with us today, because this is a podcast for kids, we always like to start out with a joke. So do you have a joke for us today? Uh, Yes. Okay. So who is the fastest runner in history? I don't know. Adam, because he was the first in the human race. (laughs) Uh, he was always going to be first. That's so true. (laughs) He's the first one. That's so true. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Do your kids like to tell jokes and things like that? Um, they're kind of jokes. My oldest is three. So his jokes are like, Hey mama, (laughs) bubblegum. So uh, I'm like, Ah. <laughs> like that's I don't so get funny. it, but that's great. He's never even had bubble gum, but he he says it. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's why it's funny. That's why he's excited exactly. about it. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit first about how you got into law enforcement because I love that we've had a police officer on the show before, um, and so I'd love to hear how you decided this is what you wanted to be, like how you knew this was going to be your career. Well, I, um, when I was a kid, we went through some hard times and, uh, something happened with my sister that made me realize that sometimes kids really need protecting. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, when I grew up that I found a way to help other kids so that they can be safe. So that is what encouraged me even into adulthood that, um, I had so many other interests. I might talk about a little later that I liked acting and drama, theater, things like that. Um, but the Lord always led me back to the experience you had as a child uh, that is going to fuel you to help kids. So that just, it just kept, you know, like I would get distracted by other things and excited by other passions, but then I would always come back and be like, I'm here to help protect kids. And that is the anointing and the calling that the Lord has on my life. 
Hmm. So uh, it's funny because I didn't grow up like, you know, going to the shooting range or <laughs> like I wasn't the best driver and all these things that you have to be really good at to become a police officer. Like that wasn't me. I was a girly, um, typical, you know, kid and teen. And so I never really in my mind planned that. Um, and it was very different for my family, you know, the, the traditional roles of a woman, not typically to become a police officer. Well, I didn't know it, but that's what I was destined to become. And the Lord like made it happen. <laughs> he made me good at the things I needed to be good at. And then um, my skills in writing and reading and my passion for, for protecting children is what accelerated me to become a child abuse detective faster than anything like most people had seen in that, in that department. I was very quick. I went from driving on the road in a police car to being a detective that's like federally um, associated with the FBI and things like that. I was doing that within wow. like two and a half years. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And so what were some of the things that you loved about being a police officer and a detective? I loved being able to connect with my community and uh, let them know that I'm here for them and that we as police are here for them and to, to connect to them on a human level. Um, you know, being a female, that's one of our strengths is being able to communicate and and emotionally connect with other humans and show them that we're human, um, talk to them and ask them questions about their life, their emotions, their children, their families, ask them what I could do to help them. It was amazing to see their eyes as they realize that I, we're just, we're not just a uniform, a police car and a gun on our hip. We are, we are humans that are connecting with other humans and willing to risk our lives for them. Um, and, and then when I got to communicate with the families and, get with the families that I specifically serve and, you know, regarding to children needing help. Um, it was just a blessing to see how strong and resilient children are and how amazing God made children, how, how they could just fight fights that you never thought a child could fight and that how brave they are, you know, it just taught me so much. And, and then to see parents um, go through hard moments yet stay strong for their kids, you know, and it brought me to the Lord a lot closer to the Lord because of seeing anything bad can make you wonder what is going on, God. But it, instead of pushing me away from God, it brought me even closer to God. So, and then to meet so many other, my coworkers, so many people who are just selflessly putting their lives down and, and serving the community with such love and dedication, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's a beautiful experience to be able to share with my kids someday. And my husband is still doing that. So. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. I'm, we are so thankful for all the community helpers that are doing that, that sacrifice so much and their families for, for the sake of other people and the safety of other people. Let's talk a little bit about safety because that's something you are very passionate about. What is it Tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to share with families when they connect with you. We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. 
I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. I'm hoping to share that parents have so much um, power in knowledge and preparation and prevention to help their kids stay safe, that it's not just on police officers, it's not just on, uh, you know, their pastors, teachers and counselors and educators like me, it's actually within their grasp and reach to protect their kids and the kids in their community. So to, to educate them gives them the power and the knowledge to educate others, which leads to prevention. You know, this is a, actually not a comfortable topic for many, for many people in our generation. Like maybe when we were younger, a lot of people didn't talk about child abuse prevention. You know, they, they would say, you know, maybe some rules like, Hey, you can't do this and you can't do that, but they really wouldn't talk about why. And the why is so important because kids do better when they know why they can't do something or why they can do something or why or exactly what is allowed and not allowed, what is safe and not safe. You know, when we specifically um, address these topics, it's so helpful um, for the kids in the community and the parents, and they get a lot more confidence in everything that they do after the fact because they have the knowledge. So me talking about tricky people with kids and then parents talking to other parents about what's safe and unsafe when we have play dates, when we have sleepovers, when we're playing with video games or other screens and what we do on the internet. Um, you know, it's the back in the day, would we talk about stranger danger? Um, that wasn't enough because most stuff that goes wrong goes wrong with people that we know uh, and people that we trust, people that we're close to. So it's so uh, such a blessing to be able to connect with people and, and kind of get them thinking in different ways and then they can get their kids thinking in different ways and thinking ahead of the game, thinking prayerfully and considering everything that they do. Yeah. Can you explain what you mean by a tricky person? What's a tricky person? So a tricky person is someone, well, first of all, it could be anybody. So a tricky person can be somebody who has authority. So what does authority mean? It could be somebody who is uh, in charge and might be in charge of you might be a teacher, could be someone you don't know that maybe has a uniform on, uh, could be someone at a grocery store, could be someone in your family, could be a friend that's your age. It could be an older person that's a family friend. It could be a neighbor. Tricky people can literally be anyone. And that's so important to realize and not to be afraid, but just to kind of keep in mind that uh, if somebody does something that's, that breaks a body safety rule, that's not safe um, at all when it comes to screens. If they show you something that you know is not safe, if they if um, private parts and private part safety get violated, 
that's a tricky person. Someone who talks to you about those kind of things is a tricky person, unless it's your mom or dad teaching you the safety rules, right? Or your um, trusted adult figure teaching you something about safety. But otherwise, we shouldn't be talking about anything to do with private parts. There's no private part games between us and other kids. Um, That's a tricky person, somebody who breaks the body safety rules, which the body safety rules are that private parts are private, that they are for us, that God made all of us, our hands, our feet, our head, our eyeballs. He made us so special and wonderful. And that includes our our private parts. And those parts are completely private, meaning nobody should look or touch your private parts. They shouldn't ask to see them and they shouldn't show you theirs or have anything to do with their private parts either. So that is body safety and that we don't play private part games and that if anyone breaks those rules, that it's never, ever your fault, ever, ever your fault. But we should definitely tell somebody who's safe, a safe adult, like mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, somebody who is safe. And a safe person is somebody who doesn't break those body safety rules. So you go to the very next person that you can and say, hey, something happened or, hey, I heard something or I saw something that I don't think is safe. Can you help me? And so when when you start talking to kids about that, it just kind of puts it in their brain and they're like, "Okay, I'll keep that in mind. And then when life happens and we, you know, even things can happen accidentally or, you know, you walk into a room, somebody's changing. It's still really good to tell a safe adult, hey, this happened and I have a question about it. Um, Tricky people can even be on the Internet. Um, when we're playing our game, our Roblox or a Minecraft or a Fortnite, whatever game that we're playing, these games have chat rooms. And in those chat rooms, there could be strangers uh, that are tricky people that um, they act very nice. And in person and real life and online, tricky people can act really nice. They can play very close attention to you, ask you lots of questions. Um, they can offer gifts you know, gifts out of the ordinary. So not just birthday gifts or Christmas gifts, but out of the ordinary gifts. Um, they can um, just be extra nice and ask you lots of questions about your life on if you're chatting with them. And then one day they can start to violate or break any safety rules that you have in place. So the ones I just talked about. So when you're chatting with somebody, you definitely want to know who it is, you know, and, and you should chat in public, meaning chat next to mom and dad, next to grandma, grandpa, whoever is there. If you're going to chat with somebody on a game, they should be able to see or hear if it's a video game, um, what's going on. It shouldn't be done in private because we always, that's how we stay safe. I I recommend no chatting if there's parents listening to not use chat rooms. That's my number one recommendation, but say it's actually your best friend or your neighbor or even your cousin. um, And you know, hundred percent it's them. How do we know? We call, we say, mom, can you call Aunt Christy and make sure that it's Bobby chatting with me on Fortnite right now? And that's how you confirm. There is no other 100% way to confirm that the person is who they say they are unless you have a separate connection, you know, with mom or dad confirming it for you on the phone or if you're playing side by side (laughs) um, on the couch, you know, at a family gathering. So that's that's how you stay safe is by not chatting or only chatting with somebody that you 100% without a doubt know 
who it is and that that person is safe for you. But yeah, but again, tricky people can be anybody, you know, they could be somebody who's been great forever and you love forever, but maybe one day they make a mistake and they break a, a safety rule. They, they send you a video or something or an image that isn't safe. It could be a cartoon or not a cartoon, but it may not be safe. And, it, and you're always safe to go tell mom or dad about it. Yeah. I think one of the things you said that's really important is it's not about a secret. And so someone that cares about you, they're not going to make you keep a secret from people that you love. And so if something happens or something is shown to you or something is exposed to you that you didn't know it was wrong or right, it's always good, like you said, to tell a safe and trusted adult what's happened. Because if someone really cares about you and it was an accident or it was something they didn't mean it in that way, then it's okay for someone else to know about it. But for tricky people, they want to keep things secret and that's not wise. That's right. So the my rule for all parents and all kids of the whole world is we don't keep secrets. Not ever. Never, ever, ever. Secrets. And there's a difference between secrets and happy surprises. So secrets are when somebody tells you don't tell anyone. And they might use a little bit of a threat, which is just something that makes you feel kind of scared. So they say don't tell anyone or else. And if somebody tells you that, that means you do tell You do tell a trusted adult. That's exactly what that means. So that's a secret. It means a secret means do not tell anyone ever. And a happy surprise, the difference is a happy surprise is when, okay, we're going to get mommy a really nice ring for her birthday in two weeks. So keep it a secret. You can help me pick out the ring or the flowers or whatever the gift is, but we're going to tell her on her birthday. We're going to show her what you picked. So that's different. You know, another happy surprise is a surprise party or fun toy that you get to pick out the new baby. Things like that are happy surprises, but a secret that, especially if it's a secret about a body safety or a safe or unsafe picture rule, right? Because we have pictures and videos that are not safe and games that can be not safe. And again, those body safety rules, if it has anything to do with that, and they tell you don't tell, then you must tell, Uh, and you won't get in trouble. And it's not your fault. And another thing I like to add is if it happened a while ago, and you just didn't tell anybody because you were nervous, you were scared, it's okay, it's never too late to tell either. Mm -hmm. If there's a secret that you know, should be a secret, it's never too late to tell. Yeah. And I think whenever I hear, like you said, they tell the secret with a threat, like you're going to get in trouble if you tell somebody about this, or you're going to get me in trouble, or you're going to get in trouble with this, if people find out that's normally not true. That's a lie, you know, because if you tell a safe adult, they're not going to be upset with you. They're going to be thankful that you told them, right? Yeah. We'll be so proud if you told us something, a secret that you needed to tell. And not only that, but we will believe you. There's something else that they say. They might say, you better not tell anyone. And they wouldn't believe you anyways. That's a lie. We always believe our kids. We believe our kids. And especially when it comes to body safety, because our kids and our nieces and nephews, they're the number one reason and thing that we protect in this life. (laughs) So we, we want you to know that kids that no matter what, 
if a body safety rule or a mistake happens on the internet where you come across a video that you shouldn't have seen, but you're having trouble with it and the pictures in your head are scaring you, um, even if it's not something about body safety, but you could also see something actually scary, like a scary picture or scary character on the internet that somehow popped up on YouTube or something and it's bothering you, always, always feel safe to set, to tell a safe adult and it won't be your fault. And we'll just talk about it and pray about it and figure out a way to get you safe or keep you safe. Yes. That's so wise. That's so true. And I know for my family, we always like to talk about things. We always say that the things that scare us, it's good to talk about them. Cause as soon as we say it out loud, then it's not in the secret dark place in our hearts and minds. It's out, out in the open in the light. And that's where it should be. That's right. Yep. Talking about the things that, that bring us fear or make us anxious is the number one way to get free of that fear and anxiety. Absolutely. So what can we do? Um, Let's, let's think about the kids for a second. What could a kid do if they feel like they're in a situation where they might be with a tricky person and they want to prevent something from happening? How could they prevent those things from happening? Well, even if, so we have some signals in our body to tell us and warn us that there's something dangerous or something uncomfortable or something not safe happening. Even if they have, there's no body safety rules broken, there could be stuff that makes us uncomfortable or that makes us feel like something can happen. Um, that's called intuition. And God gave us the Holy Spirit to send us warning signals and have our bodies react when something bad is going to happen. And if there's somebody around you that makes you feel uncomfortable, if you get nervous, if you start to sweat, if you start to feel like you have to go to the bathroom or you feel sick, if you start to get the shivers and start to shake, if your stomach starts to make, you know, turn upside down and you feel kind of like nauseous, those are signs that your body's giving you that you're not comfortable and that someone's making you feel uncomfortable. So if you get any of those signals or your brain is just telling you, hey, this isn't safe, let's get out of the situation. You know, some people say they feel creeped out or uncomfortable or skeeved out. There's lots of different ways to say it, but that's typically a Holy Spirit instinct. The people who don't believe in God talk about it as a, just a gut intuition. Um, But in my opinion, it's Holy Spirit telling you exit the scene. So how do we exit the scene? What if it's someone who's taking care of us? Well, we can um, just make sure that if someone's making you uncomfortable, especially if it involves touch, even if they're just touching your shoulders or your hips or somewhere that's not normally a private part, just know that your whole body belongs to you and you never, ever have to have somebody touch you that you don't want. So if they just touch your shoulder and you don't like it, you could say, please don't touch me, period. You do not have to say anything else. Just please don't touch me. Um, And if they keep going, just say, don't touch me. And then as soon as you can, you get to a phone and you call somebody that you can, that is safe to come get you some pick you up or you tell the next safe adult that walks in to come get you or to, or that you're not comfortable. And I would like to leave. You could even make something up. I call it a code word situation and you can come up with a code word with mom or dad. And if you don't like something, you could say watermelon or lollipop. And that one word will send a signal to mom and dad that something is making you uncomfortable. Something isn't right. And they need to come get you right now and make a good excuse. But if if none of that's available, the best thing is to just try to separate yourself physically. So just be, you know, across the room, 
or, you know, put something in between you and them go into another room if you can, and try to go into the presence of another person. So whether it's another child in the home, or another adult in the home or the school or at a field, a soccer practice, if it's in a car, try to get yourself with somebody else that we call a witness. That just means somebody else who's present and, and can see you. Um, to just be with that person, you know, as soon as you can. But if all that can't happen, just the very next moment that you could talk to your safe adult, I like to have parents like pick five, you know, the kid name five uh, people on their five fingers, safe people that they can go to. Mm-hmm. And for, for parents who like have a lot of babysitting gigs, um, I recommend like getting like the Gab watch, which is a really cool, safe watch that you could literally just put mom and dad um, and they can call you on that. And the only people they can call is you or dad or whoever you would, you put in there and that you could also do a voice message and send little one worded text messages that are pre-installed. And it also has a GPS on there. So, and that's just a way to get, if you are going to do play dates where you leave, I recommend having a way for the child to privately like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and be able to call mom and dad on their watch yeah. or something. You know, it's not 100% necessary, but it does help. But yeah, those are the ways that I would recommend. To- those are good. I, I like those. And I think it's really important to just keep in mind you don't have to be, it's not about being nice or about being right. polite. Sometimes you just mm-hmm. have to say, don't touch me or separate yourself from them. And if you feel uncomfortable, then your safety is way more important than the politeness. So absolutely, it's it's okay to keep yourself safe. That's a good thing. Absolutely. You can be loud and you don't even have to say, please just say, don't touch me. And if they show you something that you don't want to see that, you know, is not safe, say, I don't want to see that and walk away. You don't have to be nice. That's the one thing when I say somebody in authority, so somebody that's there teaching you, coaching you, uh, somebody who's in charge, you know, wherever you're at, if that's the person that's making you feel uncomfortable, then you don't even have to be nice. You could just be firm. That just means when you're, when you're loud and you clear and you can be firm in what you're saying and know that you will not get in trouble for that. Never. You'll never get in trouble for keeping your body safety boundaries and rules in place. That's right. And I think, like you said, sometimes things happen as an accident. Maybe someone touches you. They didn't mean for it to be a bad thing, but it's still okay to have those rules in place and to know what your boundaries are. Yes. Yep. It's still okay. And it's still okay to call that out. Say, excuse me, you just bumped into this or excuse me. uh, I didn't like when you did that. Even if it was an accident, please don't do it again. And even if something accidental does happen with a body part, please make sure to tell mom and dad. And um, if you think it was an accident, you could say that, but um, definitely still tell them. So they are aware uh, that somebody needs to be more careful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that's what our, our safe adults in our life. That's what they're there for is to help you with those things that you're not supposed to be able to handle all the things on your own. That's why God gave us families and trusted friends and trusted authority figures in our life so that we can have those safe people. I love what you said about having the, the five people. So, you know, you can name those people and have them in mind uh, for Mm -hmm. that stuff. That's so good. Absolutely. Talk about the code word in advance, of course, have ways for them. You know, um, we call them in our industry of child safety education, we call it an exit strategy. So make sure that your exit strategies are in place. That just means how do I get out of a situation that is not safe or not comfortable for me 
And how am I going to do that in this? So if I'm going to grandma, grandpa's house, or if I'm going to a new friend's house, what are the ways that I can get out of a situation that I don't want to be in and make sure to just give those tools to our kids to, so that they don't have any questions that they know exactly what to do. if Something happens that they're not okay with. Um, and, you know, have them ask us questions, you know, that there's a lot of uh, dialogue that can go back and forth. So, um, you know, I have, I don't know if your kids take part in VBS, but that's something that comes around every summer. Yeah. And that's another, that's another time, you know, every summer we go to VBS for a few hours a day for a whole week. Okay. So what's the bathroom safety? Who's going to take you to the bathroom? Like all these things, you know, um, we trust our, our church leaders. We love them, but we, we definitely still want to, um, discuss with them on their rules and regulations because some churches are amazing about um, abuse prevention and some churches don't actually have the resources to have um, a whole ton of different regulations or um, policies and practices in place you know they they might be like a really tiny church and have only so many people so um I know that with my church, I take it upon myself to educate and to assist them in that in the kids ministry. And I know that um, other parents, like, instead of being frustrated that your church doesn't have those proper policies and procedures, and that you can see gaps and places where things can slip through the cracks, you can say, okay, how can I help you put these things in place? Is there something that I could type up? Is there a training that we could do as a community to make sure that we do things right? So, um, so it's uh, a lot of it is about talking to our kids, our kids who are listening, our kids um, in our community about it. And, you know, when we go to have a play date, hey, guys, th- we, we want to have so much fun today, but here are the rules. Here's what, what we're allowed to do here, what we're not going to do um, regarding playing, regarding, you know, putting our hands on each other, because really, like, our bodies are our bodies. So we shouldn't really put our hands on other kids, even if we're just playing. So in, instituting those rules with the kids and then talking to the adults beforehand on a separate basis about this uh, preventing anything bad from happening as well. Yeah, that's so good. I think we got the thing from Daniel Tiger where he says, <laughs> if a friend says stop, you stop. And that's just the rule. So we say that a lot. If someone tells you to stop, then you do it. And if you tell someone to stop, they should. So yeah. I think it's, and I think being a, a former church ministry leader, a lot of churches, like you said, have these rules in place because of insurance. And so if they're not, if you see that there's gaps in your church in the way that they're handling training and safety and things like that, you can speak up about that. That would be a good thing to do. So those are great things for us to keep in mind. I'll tell one story. I had, um, we had an experience when my son was really little. We were we were at one of the little playgrounds in Disney World. They have like the little playgrounds right outside of some of the resorts. And he ended up wandering off and we mm. couldn't find him for a few minutes. And it felt like a really long time. And he was three years old. Oh, and, scary. Yeah, so scary. And so after that moment, and he remembered that for a a while after that. He was like, remember that time I got lost? But one of the things that he did that was very smart and we reminded him often was he found another mom. So he found someone that had a stroller and he told that mom that he was lost. Even in his his little three-year-old mind, he he knew to do that. And so from then on, we would always go over, okay, what happens? Like that was a good thing that you did. You found a trusted adult, you told them. and, And then we would always say, 
our phone number. So I would make them say my phone number to me. So even as a young child, we learned to make my phone number turn into a little song and we would sing it. But that was just the way. So to this day, because I think that's something that's kind of hard for people. We don't always know everybody's phone number anymore. When I was growing up, I had everybody's phone number memorized. (laughs) And now with like iPhones and things like that, that's always hard. So I think that's another thing is just making sure that your family has all these things laid out and that they know they can call you, that they know your phone number, learn a song or a rhyme or have it written down in a lot of places. So if they're somewhere where they don't have a cell phone that has the parent's number saved in it, they can find a way to call their parents. I think that's really important. So even if they're little, their mom's, their name, their own name, their mom's name or dad, and their phone number is like a hundred percent when it comes to being in a large place crowded with kids for July 4th parks and things like that. Know your, have your child memorize that phone number. Just like you said, genius, go to a mom with a stroller genius or, um, an employee with a uniform on, but I, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable with mom with a stroller because that's like a safer bet most of the time. Um, uh, have that phone number and have their age and name and mom's name. Yeah, uh, it's really good because they could um, find a lot of information like that, too. So that's really great. Really great point. Yeah. And I think it gives them safety to know if they get into a situation, they know what to do next. And so I love all the things you've shared with us today. As we have these conversations with her kids, no matter how old they are, like you said, if they're two or three or if they're 12, these are conversations we need to have on a consistent basis as a family so that we know what to do if we come into a situation that we are feeling uncomfortable. So I really appreciate all that you've shared with us today. I did want to touch on one other thing. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about today can make people nervous, especially Mm -hmm. kids. If they think about there's tricky people everywhere and there's lots of things that have happened, there's bad things that have happened. So what can we do if we're feeling anxious or worried about those kind of things? What could kids do if they feel worried about that? We'll be right back after this. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I like to connect with God. To So one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 91 um, that says, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. He is concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you. It says he will rescue us. It also says that he is our dwelling place and we should dwell with him. So what does it mean to dwell? It means to pray every day, to read his word as much as you can. And if you need help reading to have mom and dad read his word to you, because that's his letter to us. Um, His God's word is his letter to us. And if we pray and we trust in him, fear will leave. So if you're feeling scared about something, you can pray and put on the whole armor of God, which is in Ephesians 6. Um, Ephesians chapter 6 says that you can put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand strong against the devil's plans. 
and we know that God is real and we know that the devil is real and the the devil isn't nice. And the cool thing is that God defeated him. When Jesus died on the cross, he defeated the devil completely. Mm -hmm. So when we pray in Jesus name, we know that God hears us and that his will and plan for our life is good, is always good. And that he can turn all things for good for those who love him, which is in Romans 8, 28. And so those are things. It's just connecting with God, trusting in him. Um, And then if there's anything that you need help with, pray and then ask your mom and dad to help you with it, too, to bring those things to light. And any fear that you have, any thoughts that you have, anything that's bothering you that happened or that that you're worried could happen, um, bring it to mom and dad or bring it to another of your five trusted adults um, and talk to them about it. That's so good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this information. I think this is so good that we've had this conversation. I hope that this starts a lot of conversations with families and they make this a part of their family to have these ideas of what to do and that the kids are prepared for things because we don't want bad things to happen to anyone. We don't want bad things to happen to our kids or anyone around us. And so it's good for us to have this wisdom in our brains till we talk about it and keep it in front of us. Amen. And if there's any children listening that anything bad has happened to, any type of abuse at all, just know that it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And God loves you and he sees you. And if you have any pain in your heart, he will heal you. Yes. Amen. That is so true. And I think if there's people, adults or kids, and you know of someone that's been abused or hurt, the best thing you could do is to pray for them and to reach out to them and to help them find help, help them find a trusted adult. That's so important. Well, Yami, thank you so much for being here today. I've loved talking with you. Before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us? Yes. So I used to be, like I said earlier, I was really into acting and the drama team at my church. I was uh, in my high school plays and everything. I really loved it. But when I was a younger kid in middle school-ish, I loved acting. So I was in my first church play and it was just so fun for me and my and my best memory was my dad who at the time was not um he had been living away from our family um he unexpectedly came to see me in that show and that church show and play actually had a lot to do with him coming to jesus so really special memory for me when i was a little kid that's so cool i love that that's so cool that your dad got to be there that's amazing Well, Mm -hmm. Yami, thank you so much for sharing with us today. How can our listeners find out more about your resources and your information that you have to share? Because it's so good. We we all need to be uh, checking out your stuff. So where can we find it? Well, I'm at staysafewithyami.com and that just links you to my um, social media, which is mainly Instagram. Um, It's just an easier platform to share the kind of content that I'm creating. Um, I do it for free, um, the content that I create there. And you can find uh, buttons on there to email me too, if you have any questions. So good. Well, thank you, Yami, for being here today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. This was fun. Wow. I, I've learned so much and you can just tell Yami's passion to help kids. It really, that's what helped her go into law enforcement. And that's what fuels her passion right now to serve others and to help parents and families and leaders know how to keep kids safe. That's so important. 
I love her encouragement that we need to have conversations and strategies in place for our family at every age. Don't just wait until your kids are older. We need to talk about these things as soon as possible at the level that they can understand and keep talking about it so that kids know what to do when they get into a situation. My favorite thing she said today was that we don't keep secrets. A secret means you don't tell anyone ever. So there should be no secrets with our family, with people we care about. A secret is very different than a happy surprise. She also encouraged us to talk about the things that happened or the things that make us feel uncomfortable with mom and dad, even if it might have been an accident or even if you're not sure if it's important, but it made you feel uncomfortable. Have those conversations with your parents and your trusted adult. Even if it happened a while ago, it is not too late to tell. You will not get in trouble. And I know a lot of the stuff we talked about was kind of scary or could create some worry, but the Bible tells us don't be anxious for anything. So all the things that we might be nervous about or worried about, we just give those to the Lord. He handles those things. He can help us. He can give us peace. And if your family has a plan and a strategy, then you are prepared and you know what to do and you know what to look out for. So you will not have to be scared. If you want more information or some resources that Yami has talked about today, you can go to her website, staysafewithyami.com. And definitely follow her on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the places so that you can have access to the amazing resources that she's offered. And if you're a ministry leader or someone that works with kids, I think you would also benefit too from checking out her resources and making sure that the things that you're doing in your church or your school or the ways that you work with kids are doing things to make kids safe. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I love this verse by my friend Wyatt, and I wanted to share it again. So this is my friend Wyatt. Hi, my name is Wyatt, and my favorite verse is Psalms 512. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as as with a shield. Thank you, Wyatt. I love that verse. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, I'd love to hear your favorite Bible verse. If you have one you want to share or an encouraging quote, or maybe a fun joke that you love to tell, just go to my website, collidekidspodcast.com and click the tab at the top that says kids only, or you can find information about how to send that to me through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. I'd love for you to support the podcast. I'd love for you to be a part of the giveaway. So be sure to share this episode with friends and family. Tell them why you and your family like to listen. Or you can leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you're using. Or you can go by my website and click the link that says support. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Once again, I am so thankful that you have listened today. I hope you have an incredible week. I hope that you and your family have a chance to talk about safety and prevention and have great strategies in place to keep you safe. In case no one has told you today, I would love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening.
Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.